What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Not Gonna Lie. I'm your host, Jonathan Terry, and we've got a great show for you today. So right now, we are right on the edge. The Hall of Fame game was just played yesterday. We're on the cusp of the NFL season, the NBA season, which is where a lot of our content comes from. And so in honor of that, I thought we would shake things up and go in an entirely new direction. And that's why we have here today Luke Nelson, ultra marathon runner. Luke, how's it going? Uh, I'm going pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. Pretty good. So first off, what is an ultra marathon? I mean, we all know marathons 26.2 miles. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm assuming it's more, but what? how would you classify what an ultra marathon runner is? Uh, so basically, an ultra marathon is any distance over 26.2 miles. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, so it usually starts at the 50K distance, which is what I mostly do before I go up higher. So okay. 50K is like 32 miles. Gotcha. And then 100K, 50 miler, 100 miler. Okay, and how did you first get interested in ultra marathons? I mean, was it something you'd seen or something you thought, you know what, I want to take it a step further over a marathon? Um, well, I've actually never run a marathon before. Oh. I went straight from cross country distance, which is a 5K to 50k so our cross-country team went and worked at an aid station for the uh i'm tough 100 here in mccall and um i thought it was super cool it was like mile 80 and runners were coming in from like nine o'clock to ten o'clock the next morning and yeah it was wild and i just saw people like having a great time and i was like this looks epic like i want to do this so i got one of my friends i was like i don't want to do this alone because it's easier to train when you have someone else to do it with to keep you accountable. And yeah, so I signed up for a 50K last summer. Uh, and yeah, ever since then, I am hooked. So why running? Like, why does running interest you so much? Because for me personally, uh, my, my motto, my philosophy is that if I'm not really going anywhere or doing anything, then like, I feel like I can't, it's hard to motivate myself. Mm-hmm. So why, why is running something that you've decided to, create of a passion for yourself yeah um i've actually thought about that a lot uh i was in ap language this year and i was thinking out because i would always write about running and i was always like why like Mm -hmm. why do i enjoy this and i came to the conclusion that i enjoy suffering (laughs) which (laughs) okay like it sounds like i don't know how to explain it super well but like for me i like going out and pushing myself and like Mm -hmm not a lot of people run ultra marathons and it's kind of cool to be like i yeah like i go out and i run 30 miles and i get through the ups and downs and mm-hmm. it's just really interesting yeah what what is what is the toughest part for you in the ultra marathon what's like the hardest stretch um it's different every race every race is like a totally new journey but uh it's yeah i just it's different every race gotcha okay yeah and so how do you how do you prepare for something like that like are you constantly out running 40 miles 35 miles a day or is it just like five here five there or what's what's your training how do you get ready for something like that so what i do is i do long runs on the weekend because i have school so i'll go out for like a 10 15 mile run on the weekend and then throughout the school week i will do like five to eight okay and I at least three times a week is what I like to do. And so how much time are you spending a day running? Like, so obviously you said it's different. So during the weekdays, how long are you spending? And then on the weekends, um, how much time I, do you dedicate? Ideally, I'd like to do at least 30 minutes a day. Okay, 30 minutes. That's good. Yeah, at, at least. Okay. Yeah. So what, what's your big like goal with this? What's your, what's your, is there something your race you're trying to run 
or what's your end goal with ultra, running out ultra marathons? Um, I'd like to run a hundred miler. Okay. I don't know when, uh, but the Western States 100, which is like the biggest hundred miler in the U S I'd like to do that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And wh- like, are there a lot of people that, that run ultra marathons or what's the, what's the population, like the, the running community like when it gets to, you know, such a high number? It's, it's definitely not a big community. Like when I'm in the community, so it feels like a lot of people, but compared mm-hmm. to like football or like baseball, there's so many yeah. people like involved, but, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, under 100,000 probably. I, okay. I'm just okay. wild. I don't know. It's just, it's not a very big, it's kind of a niche sport, mm-hmm. but it's, it's kind of cool because the small community is what I like because it's very tight knit. Mm-hmm. You kind of know everyone and you go to a race and everyone's just buddies. Yeah. Yeah. So you were talking to me before about a couple different um, ultra marathons, like some wild ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you mind talking about those right now? Like some of just the crazy ones that yeah. um, you've, you've heard about? Um, so one of my favorites that I like to tell people about is the Badwater 135, which is a 135 mile race through Death Valley. So it starts in Death Valley. And it goes up to uh, Mount Whitney, I believe, which is pretty, like, it's a lot of elevation gain, which mm-hmm. first, like, that's insane. Um, and I was actually reading an article the other day about it. Um, the first, like, I think the second or third year that it was ever ran. And um, it was so hot that the guy, so this guy was running it and there was someone in front of him who had been eating bananas. Mm-hmm. And it was so hot that he was, like, throwing them up because I mean you're running copious amounts of miles mm-hmm. and um they were actually cooking on the the road <laughs> like he thought it was banana bread but it was just yeah so that's kind of gross but it's the heat <laughs> is wild. insane and like people hallucinate and yeah it's it's a wild race have you ever hallucinated before has that happened to you um not I can't think of any specific times I mean I've definitely been like out of it mm-hmm. like yeah yeah just kind of not present yeah it's, it's yeah it's kind of wild is that is that how you make the time fly by like i mean i know for me like even running 20 minutes can like feel like an eternity unless i've got mm-hmm. like you know if i'm listening to music or like a podcast or something like that but what's your what's your go-to like what what helps you pass the time while you run um well ultra marathons are pretty cool because most of the time they're not on roads they're on trails so the scenery is really cool. Okay. So just like looking around and like interacting with people. Um, like I, I will talk to people all the time, like in the middle of a race, you'll mm-hmm. just run with them for a couple miles. Yeah. Talk about your lives. Like my first one, I ran with some guy from Boston. I don't know his name. Oh yeah. But we just kind of hung out for a little bit and then we went on. Yeah. Gotcha. What's the, who's like, who are some people that you met? Like, have you heard any stories from like any wild stories along the trail? Uh, not on the trail, but when I was volunteering at the aid station, mm-hmm. um, a lady came in who, so 80 miles in and she was sleeping while running. She had fallen asleep while running and she was hallucinating Oh my goodness. and she actually had a dream while she was running that she was running with her dog mm-hmm. and that it ran away from her. And so she was like really sad because her dog ran away and she comes in to the aid station just like, t- just mentally like super sad just and like confused because she doesn't know what's going on Mm -hmm. yeah so she like thinks she lost her dog and like oh it was was actually really sad but that was kind of wild that's crazy yeah oh man have you have you heard any more of like stories of hallucinating or like what's like 
I mean, this, this is definitely like really interesting to me. Cause like you get to a certain point where you're just willing your body. Like it just seems physically impossible to oh, be running yeah. that much. Um, not much hallucinating. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, I mean, that's pretty rare. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's just more like fatigue, like muscle fatigue and stuff. Like yeah. for me, I ran a 50 K in January and 15 miles in my quads blew out, oh. which is not good. Yeah. So basically it feels like, like you're having a cramp while you run, but like a really bad one. Mm. And it happened in both legs at the same time. So I just hit Damn. the ground and yeah. So that, that was one of the low moments that we were talking about earlier, like mm. low spots. Like that's for me, I've had it twice happen in a race where my quads will blow out and it's, Oh, it's terrible. You have, you just stretch. Um, you can't, I mean, walk through it, like kind of walk it off, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, but not, not much hallucinations. It's not super common. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Man, that's, that's wild though, honestly. Yeah. So this is, this is a two-parter episode. So not only are we talking about, uh, we're talking about your ultra marathons, but we're talking about a method that you introduced me to, uh, a guy by the name of Wim Hof, mm-hmm. uh, started this cold water adaptation I feel I don't know I don't know the best way to describe it but we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna swing back and we're gonna hear about this Wim Hof method and some stories that go along with it so stay tuned okay and we're back we're ready to talk about a little Wim Hof here Luke so uh let's start from the beginning so who is Wim Hof like let's introduce him to the audience right now okay so from what I know uh Wim Hof is a Dutch uh, man, mm-hmm. and he discovered this accidentally when he, uh, so he lives, I think he lived in the Netherlands when he discovered this, Okay. and he kind of just, he was having a hard time, and he like went and he sat in this frozen river for, like he didn't really know why, like he kind of just got in, and he was like, like let's see if I can overcome this, mm-hmm. and um, so he sat in there, and he like, he paid attention to what was happening to his body. And like, if he could control, uh, like, you know, when you first get into cold water and you're like, like you gasp and mm-hmm. like, you don't want to be in there. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he figured out this way to like overcome it mentally. And it, he found like, along with that, he found this breathing technique and it just like helped him. Like, and he just tailored it over the years. And it's, it's, it's just, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I know about him. So, yeah, I, I mean, essentially, um, there's it's two parter. Yeah. So first things first, you get into a, a creek mm-hmm. or cold water or something. Yeah. Um, and you just you're just sitting there, you're just chilling, mm-hmm. um, and you're trying to, um, you know, take deep breaths. Yeah. And just focus on your breathing, um, in order to keep you know the shivering away. Yeah. And I mean it's really cool. We we started we did it for like I think a solid two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. But then we just time just got away from us. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so you're sitting there. And the first minute is extremely tough. Like yeah. you just want to give up and like get out. Oh yeah. But you know, you just focus on, you know, taking deep breaths in and out and the time honestly flies by. Oh yeah. Like you get in, once you hit about six minutes, like that's when your body really starts to adjust. Mm-hmm. And then you, uh, and then it, it just goes by like the, the time from like getting into five minutes feels like an hour. Yeah. And then anything past that feels like. 30 seconds. Yeah. Honestly. It's super weird. Yeah. Yeah. And so there's a second part of that. So once you get out of the water, 
um, it's a breathing technique, like you mentioned. Mm -hmm. So do you mind kind of walking us through what that breathing technique, like what you're supposed to do for it and what it does for you? Yeah. So, uh, basically you start, I like to lay on the ground because it's uh, a relaxation method. Um, so you lay on the ground, preferably in a quiet place. And so you take a big breath in and then you let it go. You don't force it out. Um, and you do that for like, what do you like three, three minutes, minutes? yeah, yeah three something minutes. like mm -hmm. that i've never timed it but so you do that for three minutes and it's it's wild like so we call it feeling charged mm -hmm. so for some people like it starts in their hands like for me it starts in my chest and my face and it's it's, it's just this weird sensation but it's kind of cool mm -hmm. and um it's like really relaxing and then the cool thing is, is so after you get charged you um you exhale out one last time and then you don't inhale you just like you leave it on the exhale and then you just don't breathe back in and you just like see how long you can go before you need to like take your breath in again and like normally i can hold my breath for like 30 seconds like just on one big gasp um but with do doing this my best is like three minutes and 20 seconds i've held my breath and it's just it's super relaxing and it's so weird like time just kind of I don't like speeds up yeah, like it's it's just weird yeah. you're just kind of in a state of zen just like mm -hmm. chilling yeah no and and so yeah that that feeling charged up is like yeah it's almost like a tingling sensation like vibrating yeah for like, me it feels yeah. like you're vibrating it's, it's super weird it's really weird and I mean you may be hearing this like definitely the first time I heard it I was pretty skeptical oh, yeah. I was like it seems kind of weird I don't know but uh, Luke started telling me stories um, from Wim Hof and the things that like they've been able to do. Yeah. And so oh, like his world records. Yeah. Like yeah. the world records he's been able to do and like what he's been able to control from his body. But I mean, essentially, um, I don't know specifically the science behind it, but mm -hmm. I think a lot of it, like the, the second part of the breathing has to do with like the getting oxygen, oxygen to your, yeah, 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 getting oxygen to your brain, which allows you to hold your breath for minutes longer than you're yeah, normally yeah. able to. So, yeah, so basically by hyperoxygenating your blood, um, it makes you alkaline and that is really good for your body. It actually helps to like, um, prevent diseases and stuff like mm -hmm. it can help fight away sickness. So he actually did this study. Uh, the cool thing about Wim Hof is he's really like science grounded. Mm -hmm. So he'll do something and then want to prove it like actually works with science. So he did this study where he and like 21 other volunteers were injected with uh, smallpox, I believe. Yeah, or E. coli. Or E. coli. Yeah. It was yeah, it was something like that. And normally, like you wouldn't be able to fight it off. Like you would have gotten sick. It was like a pretty hefty dose. And they mm -hmm. all did the breathing technique, and none of them got sick. Yeah, they all fought it off. It was pretty cool. It was yeah, it was wild. Yeah. It, I mean, there's just like there's a ton of stories that go along with that. Yeah, my favorite is the one where he swam. Oh yeah. Uh, so they drilled two holes 50 meters apart. Was it? Yeah, in the Arctic, in the Arctic ice. So yeah. he was in the ocean. Mm -hmm. So and he and he dove and swam underwater, and it got so. And he he's just in like a swimsuit. Yeah, right? he's no, just, he's not in a dry suit. Right? He's yeah. just in his shorts. Yeah, and and it actually got so cold that his retinas froze. Yeah, so he was blind. Yeah, so he he couldn't see, and the diver that was in the water actually had to like guide him the rest yeah. of the way. So the world record is actually sixty six meters because he went a little off course. Oh, oh really? Yeah. Okay. So okay. So it's a little bit longer. Yeah. So he had to be guided along. Yeah. But like he's able to use this like technique to control his body temperature, mm -hmm. which they actually did a study 
and they hooked him up to an MRI, an MRI to see his brain. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they, they put ice water around him. Yeah. So it was basically like a giant bag. So he wasn't in the water. It was just surrounding him mm -hmm. and they would circulate ice water around him. And he actually, so he raised his temperature first of all, on purpose, but he did <laughs> it crazy. so much that the ice water in that reservoir that they were using actually like they couldn't keep up with the ice. Like it just kept melting. Mm -hmm. So that, that was, that was pretty, I really, that's really interesting to me. Yeah. I'm trying to think, are there any more, there, are there any more stories? There's just like, uh, he climbed Mount Everest in nothing but shorts. Oh, that, yeah. Or yeah. What, did he go all the way or was it like, he went, he went a little bit past the, past the death zone. Mm -hmm. So he didn't go all the way cause he had some foot injury, but gotcha. uh, yeah. So he didn't even have shoes. Like he was just in shorts. Um, yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, it, there, yeah, there's so many stories mm -hmm. of, of like things that like he's been able to accomplish. And yeah. obviously it sounds like really weird. Yeah. Like you sound really like, like you feel really skeptical. Like uh -huh. I can definitely see how like it sounds, mm -hmm. you know, but it's honestly just one of those things that you just have to try out yeah, in honestly, order to, yeah. to, uh, to be convinced of because it's one of the coolest things Yeah, that I've done. Definitely. Yeah. So my dad was actually the one who got me into it first. Um, and I was like, this is weird. Cause like we live in a place where there's a lot of snow. And so he would go out and just like sit in the snow. And I was like, what is he going? Like, why is he doing that? Like, why would you want to go out and sit in the snow? Like that Honestly. doesn't look fun. And he would come back and be like, oh, that was really nice. And I was like, okay, like whatever you say. <laughs> and then I started doing it, um, actually here at camp. I didn't do the ice water until like pretty much around when camp started. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so I started doing it and I was like, wow, like this is actually really cool. And I learned to, like I started at like two minutes or something. Mm -hmm. And my best that I've long stayed in the creek was like 21 minutes. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just really cool like seeing your body like adapt. Like you can tell your body to, ah, this sounds whack. Like <laughs> <laughs> you basically are telling your body to not shiver yeah. and to stay warm. And it's really interesting to like see what the power of the mind can do. Yeah, honestly, like I feel like because we only use like such a small percentage of our brain, yeah, you know, and it's just crazy to think of like what we could potentially be capable of, mm -hmm. you know, with, with like the proper knowledge. And like, I mean, the fact that this is backed by science is like, Oh yeah. Insane. I, I cool. love that. It's so cool. Yeah. Honestly. Like I describe the Wim Hof method as, um, yoga that actually works mm -hmm. because it, like for me, like every time, like when I'm doing the breathing or if I'm doing the icing, like it always does like what you want it to. Yeah, it's, yeah, definitely. Yeah, no, it may it may seem a little weird. I mean, we're, this is definitely like a ninety degree turn from from what we normally find on the podcast. Yeah, but I feel like it's something that was so cool and like something that you know it's just perfect to be shared because right now we're in the dog days of summer mm -hmm. and sometimes you know there's not always content sports content ready for you there. Yeah, but I mean this is just something a little cool to maybe break up your day, mm -hmm. learn something, and maybe try it. I mean even for a few minutes, you know, just sitting in and, and just taking deep breaths and focusing on your breathing. Cause, or even a cold shower. Like yeah. that's, if you don't have a ice bath accessible, mm -hmm. like just a cold shower works. Yeah. Like the, the, the human brain is just crazy. Yeah. What, what we're able to accomplish, but, uh, yeah, I, I feel like that's going to wrap it up here. Luke, thank you for coming on talking about ultra marathons. And yeah, sure, man. Uh, really appreciate you taking the time. We will be back next week. Uh, with you know your regular regularly scheduled sports programming um, not, I mean not that this wasn't you know definitely <laughs> always a fun time but we'll be getting you guys ready for the fantasy football season with a preview coming up in the following weeks 
uh, maybe some player interviews, uh, and obviously, you know, more analysis on the upcoming NFL and NBA seasons. So thank you guys for listening, and we will see you next week.